Imaginary Advice Podcast, Bomb Noise. I um, hope you're doing good. For the last few months, I've been working on this uh, this new series with uh, a friend of mine, Mark Grist. I've known Mark for uh, for some time. He lives here in Peterborough, where I live. Peterborough, hold tight. Mark is a he's a poet and a performer. Uh, Mark was also uh, a school teacher when I first met him. Shout out to the British education system. Anyway, uh, me and Mark got talking. Gosh, probably about like a year and a half ago now. Um, we were talking in the pub, and uh, Mark told me that he had a, a deep secret desire to learn how to rap on a beat. So. We, we started to concoct this project together, a podcast series where Mark could slowly try to learn um, the fundamentals of rap music through a series of conversations with British MCs. And it happened. I mean, it's still happening now, actually. Uh, the series is live. We called it Mark Can't Rap. It comes out every Monday. We haven't finished the series yet. We've still got one more episode to record, but... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of Mark. He's really thrown himself into this 100%. And um, and he's got better. He has. He's, yeah, he's, def- he's definitely he's definitely improved. Um, I think anyone who's interested in um, rap music, in, in, in the methodology of rap music, I think they definitely get something out of this. Um, what I'm going to do for this episode of Imaginary Advice is um, I'm going to play you the first two episodes of Mark Can't Rap. But um, in between those two episodes, I'm going to add in an extra thing from me. So essentially, I'm going to function like a little palate cleanser in the middle of the show before returning to uh, episode two of Mark Can't Rap. Bomb noise, bomb noise. Ground literally opening up and fire coming out of it. Now, um, just before we kick off, let me just... Let me just do a quick advert. Okay, Okay, so quickly, uh, I'm going to be doing a little live bit of imaginary advice in London uh, coming up uh, this Sunday. That's Sunday, the 16th of June, 2019. Uh, That's at the Udderbelly Tent on the South Bank. It's basically, it's a special kind of carousel show featuring various winners of the British Podcast Awards from the last few years. So as well as me, there's also Project Pleasure, uh, The Tip-Off, Modern Man, and uh, multi-story. It's the goddamn Space Jam Monstars super team of podcasting, and uh, and me as well. So um, if you're interested in that, that's yeah, that's 16th of June this Sunday. Uh, you can get tickets at underbellyfestival.com. Okay. Without further ado, here is the first episode of Mark Can't Rap. Uh, hi, hi. My name's Mark Grist. I live in the British city of Peterborough. I I used to be an English teacher. I'm approaching middle age. And I really want to learn how to rap. It turns out rap's not easy. 
and I'm only just learning how far I have to go. Here's me attempting to freestyle. Right, um, so uh, I'm trying to freestyle. We, mile, I, last night I watched the green mile. I oh, know I didn't. Tom Hanks, uh, no thanks. I prefer to watch Russell Crowe. Yeah, I have a stumble flow. I can't watch it. Watch you go, go gadget rhyme. You can't handle mine. I, it's gonna dance like a pantomime. Um, the material I've written isn't much better. Uh, that's my mate Ross. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's quite frantic, isn't it? Yeah, I've been playing him some tracks I've been working on. Yeah, it's like the merry-go-rounds going really, really fast, and you've tried to like jump on, and then you've kind of like uh, one of those. Yeah, I kind of, I've like kind a of, unicorns yeah. not doing the. Groin. I kind of figure if you're water rafting or something, you you've got to just fall off. First yeah, of all. yeah, yeah. But, it, but don't, I don't know if they say that in. in in hip hop, Mark, that's the problem. Yeah. Maybe they do. I don't. I, I don't mean to put. Yeah. Know, I don't know anything about rap. No, I don't know. I don't know much about whitewater rafting, to be honest, either. I put these tracks together over the space of four weeks. I, I just wanted to see what I'm capable of in a month. Really, there's four tracks I managed to produce. They're um. Yeah. Well, they're, they're sort of. Uh... No, I mean, I, I, I think courses are really, really hard in rap. They are hard. Yeah, I think I think they're probably not great, but um, do you know what? I really enjoyed writing them. I've been a massive fan of hip hop for my entire life. When I was in the booth bouncing those words I'd written against the music, well, well, a lot of it didn't make sense. But there were some moments as well when everything just connected, and it just felt like a kind of like a a more alive version of me like like I had a different kind of energy that I didn't know I had within me listen man though there's a big difference between how something feels to me and how something sounds to other people as like a first attempt if it's like your first time ever going into a booth and doing something like that I think uh it's a it's a it's a that's it a mobile be beginning it, it, could, it could be worse so you're gonna go back into the studio and do like another take at it uh yeah, I, 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 I will do. Uh, not, it, but these are really where they're going to be for what I, I need to use them for. Um, which is uh, a, a guy, a guy within the music industry is going to listen to them next week. I've, I've got a meeting scheduled in uh, in in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how casually you just dropped Mexico. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, I gotta take my rap songs to uh, to Mexico. Yeah, I'm not joking uh, about the meeting. Uh, it sort of fell into my lap. See, I'd listened to what I'd made, and, and I thought, well, I, I, I need some feedback. So I hit out on social media, um, just asking people, really, would they listen? And nobody got back until a week later. One guy did, uh, and he said he knew someone that he thought would be able to help. He said this guy's name was Stefan Lukic, that he works for Red Bull. His title? The Global Head of Music Innovation. That's, um... He sounds like he's going to be quite a busy guy. He's, yeah, he's really busy. They've got a massive event that they're, they're sorting out over there. But he's 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 up for it. Like, he said, he said, he said yeah, he, he said that I would have to go to him yeah. So, um, I've booked my my flight 
Um, just out of curiosity, Mark, what is the biggest job title that you have ever had? Oh. Teacher, that counts. I mean, teacher, yeah, teacher, I was head of year. That's legit. Head that's, of year. That's, yeah, head of year. <laughs> Not global head of year, but <laughs> responsible, responsible for the, the safeguarding and, and, and uh, safety and development of about 220 uh, 13 to 14 year olds. Have you considered global head of year as your rap? No, that would be, um, oh my goodness, the number of kids you'd be dealing with chucking yogurts over each other and trying to like I've got about I'm getting about half an hour of his time so I've got to play them to him and find out what I mean he, he is global head of music innovation that, the only thing I, w- I would point out is as far as like innova- innovation goes I, right now bear with me they're not perfect but I did don't sound like any hip hop that I listen to. Like exactly, right, like they right, do right. sound a. Yeah. No, that's true. We don't. It does but sound a bit different. I just answer me this um, as honestly as you can, Mark. Right. Just. Do you think you're going to be coming back from Mexico with a record contract? Uh, I, I think it's. I. Uh, I think that would be ridiculous. I think that's incredibly unlikely. Okay. Good. But I knew it. <laughs> I but, knew it. But you, but, but you never know. Yeah, you right. never know. And that was that. I looked up flights, booked myself on the cheapest one I could find. When do you leave? Thursday, next Thursday. I know this is probably a really bad idea, but when someone says the words global head of music innovation to you, what are you going to do? Now, I'm not the best at going on journeys. I get a little anxious in airports at the best of times, but I kept wondering during the flight, I mean, what will Stefan even look like? I decide to listen to my tracks again, putting them into the order I'm going to play them to Stefan. So the first one I listen to is called Tea Fiend. Uh, it's about agreeing to make a cup of tea for my wife. She's a tea fiend, seems sweet, but always under siege. Needs the kettle heated up before she even wants to see me. Nestled by the TV, I know it sounds sleazy, but her lust for that stuff has gone way beyond PG. Uh, the, the second the second one I listen to is, is called It's Mark Grist, which um, probably sounds quite egotistical, um, but I just wanted to rhyme with Mark Grist a bit. Mark Grist, come on, win. They're charting and serving underarm with advantage. Now passes how hard so fast that his calves are red carded. Now sprawling lethargic in his starboard and his starship, basking darkness, 20 barking stations guarding. The third one is called Welcome to Peterborough. Because um, I don't. I just thought I'd write about where I live. Hey, good to see you. I'm so glad you made it. I hope you weren't waiting too long in Cambridge. Let me take your cases. I'll stick them up on the back seat. You sit up in the front. I can't believe it's actually been this long since we last seen you. And the last one is called I Like. And it's about stuff that I like. Sunshine and pops, dandelion and burdock Whenever a couple of fellas come out to visit the bird box I like time with my dog High-fiving someone because the car alarms outside my house are finally turned off L- Listening to those tracks You know, what I've got to play him I just, I just find myself thinking What on earth am I doing?
When I get to Stefan's tower block, there's a huge scrum of people outside. It's the day before a massive event called Batalas de las Galos. It's a freestyle rap tournament where you get 60 different MCs from 12 countries across the world all competing to find out who will be crowned a top freestyle MC. It's being held in Mexico City's arena with hundreds of thousands of people watching it all throughout the world. Red Bull coordinate the entire event and they're in the final stages of preparation. So there's beatboxers, there's MCs, graphics artists, labels, journalists and management all coming and going through security. When I get into the building, I see Stefan almost straight away. He's asking all about the flight. He's asking whether I have enough legroom, if I feel well rested, the journey from the airport. All the time, also dealing with a crowd of people around him. Kind of feels like I'm talking to a really busy consultant in a hospital. I feel really aware of the time that I'm taking up already. I walk past an array of very high-end media equipment, get into the room and start pulling cables and microphones out of my bag and realise that I've forgotten the clips I need to connect my little lapel mics to our tops. So he comes in and he sits down and we get some sellotape to attach the microphone and we have our 30 minutes. Um, well, my name is Stefan Lukic and I'm the head of music innovation in Red Bull. And I really appreciate you giving me some of your time. It's uh, my pleasure. To listen to this stuff. I've got, I've got four. Okay. Um, but mind you, not, they, most of them are quite short. Okay. <laughs> Do you listen to a lot of music? I try to, I try to. I'm, I'm really eclectic on the music. I like classical music. I studied classical music also for, for four years, uh, saxophone and bass. But uh, I'm also now passionate about electronic music. I'm passionate about uh, drum bass. I'm uh, passionate for too many different kinds of, of music. So, okay. I'll, I'll play you what I've got. Okay. Um, and you, if you can give me your honest let's feedback. Let's see. I mean, you know, I, I hear a lot of tracks, you know, so that's, I, I would try to be as much. Um, how can I say it? as much as uh, respectful for you, but uh, okay. I will, okay, I will well, give you my honest opinion. Okay, okay. well that means you know? a lot, that means yes, a lot. Yes, um, yes. And I appreciate you giving me your time to, okay. to check these out. So, um, I open up my laptop. My ideas for tracks seem a little bit absurd now. I was trying to st struggle with what to write about and I thought, um, I make my wife tea every day. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll write a, I'll write a a hip hop track about making cups of tea. Okay, okay, let's see. It's interesting. I've used the word interesting to describe things before, and I don't think I've ever liked those things. It's too repetitive. Yeah. It's all the time the same thing for, it seems, for, for the entire song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe the, the part that is here is like it's too obvious, no? You can really listen to you that you are. Exhausted. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, there's even a big brief that you <gasps> yeah, yeah. listen in the middle of the track, you know. <gasps> I just think you are, it's like, you know, these people who say, oh, I like Nutella, I like chocolate, and I like also Spanish ham. So why we don't do a, a sandwich of Nutella and Spanish ham, you know? It doesn't make sense, but why are you doing this, you know? It's, it's, uh, it's <laughs> because I can imagine myself doing this kind of song. But it's, one, but it's one. not, but that's not, I need to move on from that. Absolutely. 
Okay. I think you should move. Uh, yeah. I'm not ready for a record label though. I think it's fair to say. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's see. <laughs> it's just this is going so badly now. I figure I might as well lay out everything I've got. This I just thought I'd try and rap about things that I liked. Okay. I just thought like I'm just gonna rap about things that I like. Um, You're kind of screaming also. No? Yeah. You're screaming, you're too high. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. I got nervous, so I just yes. thought I, my voice was sounded weird. You know when you hear your voice, it sounded weird, so I just thought I'll just shout it. Like yes. I just go really. But you, tr you also communicate that, you know, in the song. Yeah. So that can also, the person can perceive it. So when you're listening, someone who is shouting in the song, it's like, yeah. what's wrong with this guy? You okay, know? so you also does need it to sound be like careful. Yeah, does it, does it yeah, sound like something kind of, wrong with me? No, I'm happy, but I'm happy and I'm screaming because I'm happy, you know? And then it's kind of, okay, Mark, it's fine, you know, it's just a song, take it easy. Take it easy, sure. So you need to also take care of that details, you take care of the beat, you take care of the, of the, of the lyrics, you also need to take care about how you say the things. And it's then that the whole meeting goes down a route I'd never expected. Which do you think is, which do you like the most? I think it really goes to you. What do you want to be as an artist? Who is Margaret? Uh, Stefan, I don't really know. Uh, as soon as you def define who you want to be and how do you want to be perceived by the audience outside, the easier it will be for you to recognize what things go in and what things go out. And, and remember always, you are creating art. And if you don't take this as, as, as an art, if you don't really feel it as an art, you will fail. Okay, Stefan, I really appreciate you giving me some of your time. <laughs> and, uh, You're welcome. And, and your honest feedback. I'm um, really looking forward to see the final album, you know? Oh, really? Or, or uh, at least an AP short, three, five songs. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward, yeah. Let's see the result of all of this. Stefan gives me another hug and says that he's really excited about the journey I'm going on. He thinks it'll be really good for me. He also says I have to speak to as many artists as possible. I assure him that I, I will. You have to, he says. Then I, I turn around and walk back out into the Mexican sun. Who is Mark Grist? I don't know. The next day, I pack up my bags and I head to the hotel foyer to get in my taxi. When it arrives, uh, the taxi driver tells me we've got to wait for one other person. After five minutes, this guy appears with a Batalas de las Galos baseball cap on. He's got a massive beard, thick sunglasses and a walking stick. We drive off. He tells me that his name is Ali. I say I'm here to see if I can rap. He laughs at that and says, can you? Not really, I say. Well, I can rap. And I teach people that can't rap how to rap. I'm starting to wonder why Stefan put us in a taxi together. Ali starts talking to me about his work in Mexico City and how he teaches the basics to children. And I say, look, I know you're heading to the airport, but I've got this equipment in my bag. Is it all right if I just 
take it out and record you? Well, basically, hip hop saved my life as it is, as we speak. So, uh, in all the jobs that we do as rapper, we also teach kids. I think this is the most important thing that yeah, yeah. we want to hear, right? So. We teach kids that we help our community that live in circumstances that obviously have violence, drugs, prostitution, stuff like that. Um, we help them out by teaching them how to rap. Um, basically, we do teach them how to rap, but the whole thing about teaching how to rap is not only teaching how to rap, it's giving them people skills, or ability skills, to be able to, to express themselves and manage themselves inside society, and also be able to help others if necessary because it's the whole thing of being able to help out others. That's that's the whole main base of hip-hop itself. Okay. It's not only about competition and, and who else spits better, but it's also about helping out your brother. Can I ask a favor? Sure. I've got three examples of tracks that I've tried to write. Okay. Could I play you them, yeah, like sure. snippets of them? Yeah. And, because I've been, I've been doing this, um, Stefan uh, Lukic was like, giving me feedback on it for the first episode of the podcast right, okay. but it would be cool to have your perspective as well sure um, and I think if you hear like some snippets you'll be able to see where I'm of course like sunshine and pops dandelion and burdock whenever a couple of fellas come out to visit the bird box I like time with my dog high-fiving someone because the car alarms outside my house are oh my god this is crazy hard on FIFA swimming pools and margaritas anytime that something's interrupted alright stop yeah Alright, this is the cool thing. You have your style. That's awesome. That's the first thing that... I mean, biting is one of the worst things you can do in hip-hop. So, okay. So, biting, no, no. <laughs> okay. So, the good thing is that you have a style. And I like it. Um, you have this fun style. And this song that you're showing me, you have this fun style. You have the idea of where it starts and where it begins. Okay. But you have no control in the middle. Yeah. That's the thing that you lose. You lose the whole thing in the middle. So, you're... You're, you start good, you're like, yeah, here, but yeah. imagine you're like, oh, here. You started right where you needed to start, and you ended where you needed to end, but in the middle, you totally lost track of all. Yeah, the, the, the flow was all over the place. Yeah. I, I, I'm like scared, so, so, so I start so, shouting okay, in this one. This don't be scared. Okay. You, got, you cannot be scared, because if you're scared, you're not gonna try things. So okay. never be scared, always be, ready to try new things even if you think it's gonna sound ridiculously dumb let's say you gotta try it because that's the whole thing about creating and by mistake you can end up by doing something that nobody does and this is like something that you did that you created that is you okay so the okay. cool thing is that you do have your style okay you do good. know where to start and when to end but you had to have control in the middle I yeah, said. yeah, yeah. Because when I when I started, I didn't realize this. So I started, and I'd, I'd have a I'd have a good line, but it would then become really stressful and really hard to work out where I was going with that rhyme. All right. Like how to keep coming up with content that didn't feel like it was diminishing each 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 line as I was getting further away from my, my strongest line. Like people hear the beat, and they hear all of the sounds around, right? You yeah. hear uh, they hear like I don't know. I think you hear a, fl a flute or a violin or something there and they start freaking out because they're like this whole instruments are, are playing at the same time but they lose the main objective of the kick and the snare so as I told you it's imagine you're drawing a horse so if you're drawing a horse you gotta focus on the horse the rest of the things that you see the barn the trees the sun and everything is to make the horse pretty yeah, yeah. So, to make your bars to make your flow pretty so when you're rapping or you're doing this song yeah you gotta focus always on that kick snare Kick, snare. And don't kick, get distracted snare. by everything else because yeah. I've, 
I've definitely done that. And when I you love, do that, and when you get to learn that, your mind does it by itself eventually. Because your brain is already adapted to it. So, okay. like an idea, I don't know if you Yeah, yeah cool. Like you're hearing this, right? You hear like the voice, the samples. That's what every, every almost all the beat makers work with. Right? So, so you hear this, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a slow tempo. And people freak out because it's, uh, this is under 80, 80 BPM, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, but people are hearing the voice and hear this. But they're not, they're missing the whole. That's a double kick. Now let's say that. Let's see. Let's see. All right. I think this is. I think this beat is more upbeat, so this is gonna okay. be better. So, basically, it's, it's it, as I said before, it's like drawing or, or doing the horse, right? So you hear this, right? Oh, yeah. And and you're hearing this, and you're you're focused on the on the other sounds, but you gotta focus on the main one, which yeah. is your kick and your snare, because that's what. Okay. So that there you go. Okay. okay, yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. So you gotta fit the words. So when you start writing, you gotta fit the words in those spaces. Now, for example, me that I I practice more and I do this yeah. every day, I can start writing, I can start rapping at this point. Haciéndolo de nuevo. Saben que yo busco porque siempre soy el juego. Quieren saber cómo lo estoy haciendo. Voy buscando, no me voy evadiendo. Dejo espacios en un promedio. Siempre sigo en el asedio. You see how it went up, then I went down, yeah, then yeah. I left some spaces, and then I came back. Because I already know how how, it, how the beat works. So since I already know the spaces in between of the beat, I already yeah. know how to work it out. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I learned how to dominate the first thing, which is kick, snare, kick, snare. But you're chopping your flow up as well. Yeah. You're, you're moving it yeah. about. How long did it take to work out about, about how to kind of keep switching the flow? Because I can, I can hit like a kind of... Uh, poetry, poetry meter kind mm -hmm. of like kind of kind of thing. Uh -huh. But um, but I it, what I find amazing is when I see people switch it up, right? All right. Like, uh, here's a trick. I'm gonna teach you how to do it. So, okay, okay. Let's say um, uh, let's say um, let me see a word in English that can fit like that. Um, all right. Uh, this is this is a good example. If you see, if you hear that, let's the word. Let's say we say, "Mama said no." Mama said no. Let's Mama said right. no. Mama said no. Mama said no. Okay. Now say, "Mama said no" a different way. Mama said no. Different way. Mama said no. Different way. Mama said no. Uh, there you go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's okay. You, I'm gonna teach you one that we do in Spanish, which is Pepe Pica Papa. Okay. That's Pepe Pica Papa. Pepe Pica Papa. Yeah, Pepe Pica Papa is like uh, Peter uh, cuts oh, yeah, potatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's something. But, like, say, how do I say Pepe Pica Papa in different ways? Like, I'm going to give you an example. Pepe Pica Papa. 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 Pepe Pica Papa six different ways to yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you want to rap like that, or, or you, you got to start doing it, this, mm. you got to learn the basic, which is mm. that. And it takes you, if you practice constantly, it takes you about two months. Okay. But that's like a grind, grind, 15 minute at least session yeah, a day. Yeah. Like, it's like, imagine you're going to the gym. Basically, that's it. 
So you're like, uh, if I say a line, I can say it different ways. Estoy tranquilo cazando venados. Estoy tranquilo cazando venados. Estoy tranquilo cazando venados. Different ways. Mm. It's the same thing, but mm. I say it differently because I already learned how to do, how to practice and okay. how to how to keep my objective, okay. which is the okay. kick and the snare. And knowing that allows you to know the rest of the things better. You have eight counts to create two bars. So it's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. There's your two bars. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Four bars. Each fourth bar, it's a punchline. Why is it a punchline? Because if you hear every rap song that you hear that has 16 bars, you will notice that every fourth, every eighth, every 12, yeah. every 16, yeah. there's a hard line or there's a line yeah, that you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. damn. Yeah, you write your punchlines first and then work back, work towards Yeah, it. for example, you prepare everything. So if you're like, one, two, three, four, first bar. One, yeah. two, three, yeah. four, second bar. Already there, you're already given the idea on the one, two, three, Four on the third bar, you're already given out as it is that here it comes, here comes a big idea. And on your last bar, which is the last four kicks, that's where you do the punch. Yeah, yeah cool. All right, um, is it worth to try one more? Like, uh, we're already at the airport, so oh, okay, no, that's if you want to write down my contact, yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's wicked. Thank you so much for, for the feedback on, on that. Um, is there any any like tips that you think I need to work on? Like, first, like flow, flow. get your flow first, then once you get your flow get your writing. Remember what I tell you, it's making an elephant fit in a restroom. Get the spaces. Try to do this. But once you get that, try to say now something. Okay. When I got onto the plane, I wrote down the lessons Ali gave to me. Don't be scared. There's loads of sounds on a beat that can distract and overwhelm you. Just focus on the kick and the snare. The one, two, three, four. Just right around that. If you want to help centre yourself, you can always tap your chest on the first and the third of each beat. Chest and point. Chest and point. Chest and point. Chest and point. Also, I need to practice changing the way I deliver a line. And I need to do this a lot. I like time with my dog. 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 I like time. I like time with my dog. I like time with my dog. I, I grew up in the countryside in Essex. So when I was about um, 14, I want to say, uh, me and my friends would go drinking in the forests behind our houses. And that is traditionally where we would go also to listen to rap, which means um, every time I now hear 
36 chambers by Wu-Tang. I'm not thinking of Staten Island. Uh, I'm thinking about the woods behind my house in Essex. Me and my mate wandering around this ancient gothic forest with my Walkman speakers blaring protect your neck. It's kind of perverse, but like Wu-Tang is kind of my most pastoral memory. So you see, yeah, I've always loved rap music, but this is a love which is travelling across a uh, great distance. In fact, I don't even think I ever met a rapper or someone who rapped at all until I was in my late 20s. At that point, I was um, I was living in Liverpool and um, just through a series of chance encounters, um, I ended up meeting... Tony, a.k.a. Tony Broke. Now, uh, Tony was uh, a legend in the Liverpool rap scene. Just interrupting here, quick little heads up. Um, I'm going to talk about uh, Tony for a couple of minutes now. Now, there's actually like another Tony who comes up in the second part of Mark Can't Rap, but that's, <clears throat> that's a different Tony, okay? There's two Tonys. In this episode, this has been Tony Watch. Thank you. Um, Tony had a side job teaching kids how to rap, like eight-year-olds, which, you know, teaching community centres and primary schools. And I got a job helping him out. So I spent a lot of that year, yeah, I think this is like 2005, in a car with Tony, driving around the Wirral, teaching kids how to rap. Well... Tony taught the kids how to rap. I I was effectively teaching poetry by stealth. Then at the end of the course, we'd take the kids into a recording studio to record a track. And then we'd have like a single launch for all the parents. And all the kids would get on stage and they'd rap the song live. It turns out there's one kid in every single school class who can do the worm. So usually that would happen at the end of the song. And that was it. That was a lot of fun. I loved it. Uh, And through Tony, uh, I learned more about the Liverpool hip-hop scene. And uh, I started going to see some Scouse rappers and getting a feel for the culture in Liverpool, which was, as it turns out, very, very old school. I know at least half the people who listen to this podcast live outside the UK, so maybe you don't know too much about Liverpool. But let's say Liverpool as a city has always seemed to be on its own timeline. You know, in the late 70s and 80s, Liverpool was decimated by the recession. By the 90s, other northern cities saw significant economic upturn, but it was much, much slower in Liverpool. In fact, increasingly Liverpool felt separated from the rest of the country. It was almost like time seemed different in Liverpool. One year of a recession elsewhere seemed to last like five years in Merseyside. But also, I think maybe as a strange side effect of that time dilation, hip-hop stretched out too. So, golden era hip-hop which in the rest of the world lasted from 88 to 93, 
was still going strong in Liverpool when I was there in 2005. Maybe times have changed now, but back then, I think if I asked a Liverpool rapper to cite their main influences, chances are I'd get KRS-One, Chuck D, Cool G Rap. And I don't think this was nostalgia either. I think this style just never went away. And I say this not as a point of ridicule. I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing. Liverpool has always been a city of radical politics. It's the reddest UK city. Um, it's got strong unions. It's very community-minded. Similarly, Golden Age of Rap was, uh, it was political, it was conscious, it was social. Liverpool connected with that message and, uh, and it still needed it in the noughties. Liverpool didn't need the executive fantasies of late 90s rap. We didn't need the, like, the sort of thugged out sound of the early noughties. It needed community. The politics didn't move on, economics didn't move on, and, and that is why I think the sound just stayed. That's my theory, anyway. Where I lived in, in Toxteth, rappers were uh, community figures, and, uh, and I loved that. Now, I'd listened to rap all my life, but it wasn't really until I met Tony Broke. Uh, but I really feel like I started to get it, or at least it came closer to me. Hip-hop stopped being this, this distant thing. And uh, I don't know. I feel like, um, well, I don't know. I, 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 I like the idea of those people being honoured. So with that in mind, uh, this is just, um, this is just a, a really short poem that, um, that I wrote for Tony Broke. Now, um, this this poem is uh, it's written in a dialect called Ab. I don't know whether this is native to Merseyside or not. I suspect it isn't. This is one of those kind of things that just popped up in places. Um, it's not very complex. You just slot the sound Ab into the middle of a word. And then um, if it's a proper noun, you add Bo at the end of it. So, for example, like the film Pan's Labyrinth. That would become Panbo's Labyrinth. All right, so you, you get the idea. <clears throat> In Liverpool, I learned the principles of rap. A city wrapped in a gabolden babast. Fabashin turned babak to a thugged about vibe, but the clubs here still played tribe. Tribe Kabold Quebest The Board Fabiness The Big the Baddy Cabane Uh Arabic Babi and Rabakim Hey what is this Babasement Some kind of Tabime machine looped into a higher perburpus music to unite a scene A gangster bar mixed to bait Jabammed and there's to burial The rappers spoke peace Not battle babar bellicose. The rappers wore fleece Not snap babak Rebenta clothes Trabak suits, carboard Bieber boy baby pose Finish your kebabab Before getting in the kebab lad Cool how it rebimes though the translations bad. I had a moment there in the Bababa Shabbat Mabiras of my being, where I barely understood myself, and yet 
I felt like me. Something insubverted into my stabet that beaks. The graphic equalizer burr of her beds and tabati beaks. What is this extra syllable that always tribips my forbeat? A debance of sorts, a swagger along the boss, the beat. I'm approaching middle age and I really want to learn how to rap. So I'm back in my mate Ross's kitchen, <coughs> having returned from my meeting with the global head of music innovation, Stefan Lukic. So, um, Mexico, it went uh, well? That's Ross there, uh, ever the optimist. No, not well, exactly. Um, I mean, it wasn't a total train wreck. Just uh, two thirds of the train wrecked. <laughs> yeah, I made it. I made it back. Um, <laughs> most of the damage was internal. I think the at least you can say to yourself, uh, you know, I remembered my passport, and that's that's important. yeah, which hasn't always happened. To be fair, <laughs> which hasn't always happened. I've been thinking about what Ali said since getting back from Mexico. And I've been spending 10 minutes every day just reading paragraphs out of books, any books that are lying around over beats. Not worrying about the rhyming, just trying out my natural rhythm when talking and changing it up. Sometimes it sounds pretty cool. myself to be reading the news review. Decided to let the trance just happen. To go with the flow, make the most of my moment. Sometimes it doesn't. We were in a spare bedroom, covered in coats. He closed the door, pushed me against it, kissing my neck, sliding his hand up my skirt, murmuring, did we... Got quite exciting there. Um, uh, Bridget Jones, mad about the boy, might not have been the best choice. Uh, Okay, so these do seem like useful things, right? I mean, has has this been any use? You. Do you know what it re- it really has? Like, yeah. I've I feel more comfortable with with a beat. Yeah. Uh, just doing the the, the 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 patting the chest has made me feel like I'm more in control. I, I don't get as distracted by all the stuff that's going on in the beat when I'm trying to work with it. And the, reading the book stuff, I mean, I, I feel like I understand Bridget Jones's mindset <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit more. But also, um, I. I stopped worried about getting it wrong because it wasn't my words anyway. So I could just, I could just play about with the beat a, a bit like I, I felt when I started recording. You always follow the same rhythms a lot of the time when you talk to people every day, and you get used to kind of talking and communicating in in, in a limited number of rhythms. And and doing this gave me license to sound a bit different and, mm. and try different things. So yeah, I thought it was cool. And you know what? I'm going to do more of it. In what way are you going to do more? Right. Well. I used to be an English teacher. Like I do, it's a craft, and I, and I think there are people I can find who can teach me this and and help me get better. So I started thinking about how I could build in a deadline um, <laughs> to this. I'm gonna release a mixtape, or I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my, my first mixtape out. Okay. Um. Once once I've recorded seven episodes of this. Yeah. Right. So this is our second one. At the end of seven episodes, I'll bring out a mixtape. 
there are some great MCs in 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 this country, like reasonably living reasonably close to Peterborough. I, I can learn from them if they will talk to you. If yeah, if they will if they will talk. But okay, yeah, I've actually got my first person that I can meet with. Who? His name's Tony. He's without a doubt one of the best best rappers I've ever seen. Is he a friend of yours? Uh, yeah, sort sort of. Uh, he he slagged me off in a rap battle once. Uh, he. <laughs> All right, I think it's time I told you about Tony and and how we know each other. Ever since I was a kid, I loved writing. I I loved hip-hop too, but when it came to writing, what I really enjoyed doing uh, was writing poems. I wrote poems for my friends, poems for my family, poems for girlfriends. When I moved to Peterborough to start my first teaching job, I wrote poems for my students, fellow teachers, and I performed poems in my spare time at open mic nights all around the city. Around about this time, I was also thinking about what my students were writing. Lots of them were writing hip-hop lyrics and sharing them in private, away from adults, just, you know, with their mates. Some went into rap battles and things, and whilst what they were writing wasn't poetry, it wasn't far off. And so one year, I decided I wanted to learn more about it. And so in secret, I signed up for a local rap battle tournament. I, I turned up at a local nightclub wearing the suit I'd wear in the classroom and I started competing against a few local MCs. I, I wasn't great at it, but you know what? I wasn't that bad at it either. I think I managed to do a lot better than people expected. Battling used to be mostly freestyle, but these days it's pre-prepared. You get a set amount of time to write and remember some content. There's no beat, so the format is a bit like writing an offensive poem about someone. In the end, I made it through to the grand final of the East of England King of the Mic competition, which I, I, I lost. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. I felt like I learnt a lot as well. Um, since then, I've had a few rap battles here and there, and a bunch of them have gone viral. Mostly because I think an English teacher rap battling in a suit has a bit of novelty value to it. But um, it means that so far, I've had about 10 million views for my rap battles online which I know is a lot. If you search for my name, Mark Grist, on YouTube, you can check some of those battles out. Uh, they've, they've picked up some traction. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, all right, this isn't my first rodeo. It's more like my fifth rodeo, or maybe my sixth. Back to Tony, though. Okay, so we first met the first time I went to try and battle for a huge league in the UK called Don't Flop. Yo, Tony D, poisonous poets, don't flop drops, take two. Beam of Ben's Bentley, bad new blizz bam, you know how we're doing it, look. Alright, I'm at the top of top, I'm supreme behind bars, man, a pen murder, ink like Gotti squad, on the job. Man, I've been putting that work in, a rhymer since a minor, I've been good at that words ting. Raw rolling paper, and a sprinkle of that herbs ting. Space that, you can't even consider him a earthling. I'm bugging out, way above the clouds. It rained lightning and thunder any time a brother touching down. The way tone spitting is a masterclass. See these is dope writings, really crafting bars. Then the way the flow mixing at his heart is art. Come together like bones knitting in the plaster cast. He's really good. He's really good. <laughs> he's really, he's really good. 
Oh, shit. He's really good. Tony has been writing for years. He wrote and performed as part of a very respected collective in the UK called Poison Pen Poets. He's put out more tracks than I've written poems, and he definitely knows how to rap. Now, I mucked about with battling for a couple of years as a bit of a novelty act, but Tony? Well, well Tony started the same time as me in Don't Flop, and he ended up winning the Don't Flop title. Not only that, but over the following years, he had to defend that title against challenger after challenger, and he did. He beat every single one of them. He never lost in all that time. Like, yeah. yeah, I've battled Shotty, Osh, that Ark, um, Charlie Clips, Ill Mac, yeah, yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. There's no one else, there's no, other than like a hollow the Don or a loaded Lux, there's no one in England that's left for me to really battle. No. Um, that's active. I battled Dialect, um, the Yunnan, yeah, Shocks, everybody, like Raptor, I battled everyone. In the end, having defeated everyone that was up for the shot, Tony had no choice but to retire undefeated. So there's no really, the only thing would be just for these, for newcomers coming in. And they, they got, I've got far more to lose than they have. And it's just so much, I remember what it's like to be really hungry, to actually like to want to take somebody's head off. I haven't felt like that for years. Like in terms of a, in terms of a battle, like I'm going to go in and chew somebody up. Whereas when you're young and you've got nothing to lose and you're up and coming, you've got that hunger. And I'm not trying to be the punching bag for, you know what I mean? I've got a nice name and a nice reputation. I don't want to get you spoiled by some hurry come up, you know? <laughs> now, we always got on really well at events. So I was sort of surprised when he mentioned me during a title match. It was during a title defence against Definition. Now, Definition had battled me previously to battling Tony. Wait, what does he say? I, I can play it to you. Like, hang on. Yo, you went from golden boy to the guy they don't employ. I, for one, am overjoyed, and I hope your fucking soul's destroyed. Don't flop staff meetings coming like old people's residence. The name Death in the background, but nobody wants to mention it. I mean... Disaster came over. They put sensor on it, sharpish. So can't censor. Even though we did the last shit. Arcane censor. Bender put an arcs list. It'll make me saw us matter. Saw a pattern that you can't miss. Listen, fourth birthday weekend. Rap battle superstar shit. A title match. DNA censor. That shotty verse R shit. Bam versus bullets. That event had some bars miss. And the opponent for my don't flub title. That was Mark Gris. <laughs> He basically attacks Definition's credibility by saying to even be given an opponent like me, he's not a proper MC. Okay, but he does kind of have a point though, because, uh, you know, you're not a rapper. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. But it, I thought it might be interesting to have a chat with him about it though. Yeah, you've got to. I'm going to show some of your content, uh, play some of your content, but I really want to play from where you battled definition because i think it's an important point right when you're battling him for the title you yeah use me as a punchline right use the fact that he battled me as uh and you get a hit off it and man i've li- li- yeah. you get a palpable hit you're not like you 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 say you land it and the crowd is silent right so i think it's yeah so i think it's an interesting thing for us to discuss this if we're talking about like the, the the skills that you have as an mc and how they might not be similar to mine so my question is why why does it why does that land like using using me as that as that punchline as an insult for an MC in a rap battle 
That is a great question. <laughs> and I knew um, I wanted to get you on the spot like this to ask you because I think you're, you're a nice guy. But I think there's like, I think there's a valid, I'm, I'm not offended at all. I absolutely, but I think I'd like to, I like, like to like know why that's a good punch, like, why a good punch. Okay. Um, well, I don't actually remember the punch at all. I'm, I'm sure if I went on to battle someone and then you just battled Mark Grisby, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically like, yeah, you've done like amazing stuff and then his opponent to, before this match yeah. was, was, was me and, and, and the fact that I'm a poet. And not and not a battler. Yeah, yeah. That's well. That works for like in a couple of reasons. It works in terms of in terms of what hip hop is. Mm. Um, it's like hip hop comes from a place and a time, a people that had very little. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Did yeah. Absolutely nothing. So it was built from the ground up. So the only thing you really had was pride, ego. That's that's all you had to defend. So. In doing that, you either had to be the best rapper or the toughest guy, or maybe you made the most money. Um, there's things like, I grew up doing certain things. I grew up just committing crime, doing bits and pieces, things that make you real in a certain aspect. Mm. Then by the same token, I got into, I'm into hip hop and I became like, I'm, I'm a big name in the year, not a big name, but I'm, I'm doing all right in the UK. My skills recognized as being an MC, a real MC. Um, and those two things are very important in terms of how you're perceived within the culture. It, don't get me wrong, you can just be a cool guy. You can go to school and do everything and, and, and be cool. And that's no problem, excellent. But it gives you, in, in the world, in the circles that we move in, it gives you a little bit more credibility if there are things you have done or you do or, uh, that are illegal. So there, my, 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 my credentials can't be questioned there. Then in terms of rap, they can't be questioned because I did it the right way. I did, you know what I mean? I didn't try to make a commercial pop song and just burst and come onto the scene, some happy-go-lucky thing. I went into ciphers. I sat, I practiced my craft. I freestyled for years and years and years before I ever wrote anything down. Mm. So there are things that people expect from a rapper. And if you're in battle rap, like, I think the rap part sometimes gets lost, especially in the UK. The part that is actually... Because there's people that battle mm. that do not rap. Um... So the rap part kind of gets a bit lost. So I, I know I can make a point of saying, listen, I rap. I'm one of the only people here that rap on the level that rap is supposed to be done on. Mm. So my opponents are this and this. This is what I get because I rap. You get poets. You get middle class white guys like who, who just, they can, they can rhyme. They can put words together, but they can't rap the way I can rap. And I think everyone in the crowd understands that to some to, to a degree. There's going to be people in the crowd that are you. You understand? There's mm. going to be people in the crowd whose life is far more applicable to you and your affairs than it is to mine. But even they would understand how, how, what that line means. Mm. This is a big thing that Tony's talking about. Tony's saying there are two fundamental elements to rap. One of them is a lack of privilege. And the other is having proficient skill. Neither one of these are things that I have. And the second one is the only one that I could even work on. So at this point, I don't even know whether it's okay to be continuing this. So how about this? What if I write, I write, I write 16 or some 16s and I, I came over to you and, and, bef and, and tried them out with you? 
you know, and saw what you thought of them. Like I could try that, and then and then we could we could have a look at them together. Yeah, I'm fully down for that. I'm fully down. We can definitely do that. And as I said, it, it's good for you to be able to hear the back and forth to sound how you sound on the beat on the exact same beat that I sound following you, and then you go again. Yeah. Or however it's gonna go, um, but yeah, just to hear the contrast in, in in okay, like how different is it? Is it is it majorly different? Is it do I just need to tweak bits here and there? Yeah, and, yeah. but you'll find that out. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It's a good process anyway. It's a good process to go through. I think rap is a, is a very cathartic process, and you learn a lot about yourself. I mean, you do in writing in general. Whatever you put mm-hmm. out on the paper, you you learn about yourself as you go. To me, I try to keep it me at all times. It, it, it's got to be. There's no sense in me trying to write. I can't write you a rhyme about quantum physics because I don't know anything about quantum physics. It's not It's not my speciality. Like my speciality is me, the things I like or the things I see or the things I've done or the things I think about. Those are, I, it's got to be honest to you. But you're really good at, um, at kind of like swinging these punches that are consistently just going like, I'm good at this. You know, like I'm like showing up. Yeah, yep. It's, it's, it's one of, it's the number one, I think the first rule of rap, as I said earlier, it comes from a people that have nothing. So you just boast about yourself, about the that you have got. If all you've got is a rapping talent, then you better like utilize that to the best. So I'm a better MC than you because I'm better. And then it becomes, it comes away from the term of just MC and it becomes, I'm a better person than you because there's far more you can do with I'm a better person. Like I'm just better in life at general, in general than you are okay. and it, that I can do that all day long in my sleep um, but it, again it's just an extension of your own you've got to look at the things that you're good at well then take that and exaggerate it the problem is I'm not good at rapping that is like that's the that's the fundamental thing that I'm, <laughs> I've, I've identified that we have all identified that like you know a few hundred people in a nightclub all identified like within that rap battle like I can't do it very well but I can find other things that I can I can find other things to brag about, but like sometimes I do yeah. quite like you can just fucking go mad in, in rap, right? You can you can say stuff that's yeah. that's Oh yeah, you can you can be completely off the wall and out of this world. You can say the most outlandish things ever and no one even thinks twice. You know what I mean? No one uh, they, they don't even bat an eyelid at the, the no matter how ridiculous it may sound, or when if you read it written down, how it might look. Yeah. Compared to when someone says it and the whole crowd just goes, uh, or like every <laughs> yeah. listener just knows, yeah, that's a line right there. And you, you look at it and you think, well, that's ridiculous. It's just hyperbole. And it's, it's in the extreme of, it, it doesn't even make sense to a, to a certain degree, but it makes perfect sense because this is how good I am. I take you to that limit. I'll do that. I'll do two 16s. I'll do one 16 and I'll, I'll go, um, you know, I'll, I'll talk about that, and then I'll do another sixteen one. I really try and go for it, and go nuts. And we, yeah, if we could go back to back, we, let's let's hear how it sounds, man. That would be. Um, I feel like that would be a, a big step up for me to try and put that together anyway. So yeah, let's try it. Okay, so first off, how am I going to write sixteen bars out of the tracks I played to Stefan? Three of them didn't even have a full sixteen. Not only do I have to find out what I'm good at. I need to have the confidence to brag about it. It's not just about knowing what I am, but it's also about knowing what I'm not. And then, when I've written both sets of 16, 
I've got to take them and perform them up against the UK's undefeated battle rap champion. So that's all from the podcast this month. If you'd like to listen to more of Mark Can't Rap, episodes three and four are up on the feed now. I think episode five is coming soon. Um, you can find Mark Can't Rap in all the usual podcast places. I'll be back soon with more imaginary advice. Look after yourself.